Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. You don't have to go to all the commentaries to try to get understanding because that's somebody's comment on what the scriptures say. They, there are helps, but you, the ultimate authority is not commentaries, is not pastors and preachers. The ultimate authority of the word is the Holy Ghost, the anointing that's on the inside of you. Now, it doesn't mean, again, that you get an attitude. I, I, you don't need to talk to me. I got my own anointing. Yeah, that, that's your own anointing. I'm talking about the anointing. You can have your own anointing and it'll be a spirit, but it won't be the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to help you to understand the word of God and the truth of God's word. So you always check everything you hear about the word of God. Can that be validated into the word? Sometimes I hear people say things and I'm, the first thing I say, now where is that in the word? It sounds good. It's a cliche. And what have you, because, you know, we, there's a lot of things we say that's not even in the Word. And we've been saying them so long, people think it's Scripture. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, that ain't in there. But people will say that. You take one step, he'll take two. That's not in the Bible. But folks will say that. The, the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in an unclean vessel. That sounds like King James, but it's not in there. Look at Vonda, you thought it was in there? People will start saying things, and they might, be, uh, they might sound good, and it may have a, might be a, uh, uh, some element of truth to it, but it's not biblical, and it's not scripture. And some people will take those things and start building a doctrine around something that's not even in the scripture. And have you doing that? Sometimes people will take something that is in the scripture and overemphasize it, and it become a practice or a doctrine that holds people's hostage. You may go to a church now where they expect everybody to come marching up there while the preacher is preaching and put money on the altar. And they used the scripture and they, gave, and they brought the money and set it at the apostles' feet. But they didn't finish the scripture because the rest of it said, and the apostles distributed it among those who had need. So if they're going to take it, let them see, where are you going to pass it out after church? They ain't passing it out. And the Lord may move in a certain way in a service one time. It doesn't mean you need to make a doctrine out of that one time. Practically speaking, it's a disruption while you're preaching to have people walking up and down and, and putting money on the altar while you're preaching. It's just a distraction. And people are now, they're, they're not listening to you. They're looking to see who's going up there. And the offering has already been taken. And why you didn't put it in the offering? No, because I want somebody to see me going with my faith. And putting it at the apostles' feet. So we don't do that here. Put it in the offering. Errant teaching comes in sometimes a little at a time. I was talking to a man who was in a church. And, and he said, 
I remember the first time the pastor came and made a few statements. And I love this pastor, a man of God, but I, I heard him make a few statements. And I thought to myself, that's, that's odd. And then I thought, that's, I don't think that's lined up with Scripture. But it says, I begin to observe and subtly, uh, little by little, this doctrine began to come out to move people in a different direction. He says, I was thankful that we grew up together and we had a good foundation in the word. When the subtleness of it first came out, I said, that's, that's, something's wrong. Something's wrong with that statement. Something's wrong with that spirit that's beginning to be spoken. So why? Because uh, the anointing on the inside of me is teaching me that that's not right. And it doesn't mean that you have to go around and judging everybody and trying to, you know, nobody made us the one to go inspect what everybody's saying to try to take it all apart. But you do have an anointing on the inside of you as the people of God. So that when somebody come and they start speaking something that's not consistent with the word of God, you ought to know it before too long. Amen? And that's why it is important for you to study to show yourself approved. It's not God's plan for you just to say, I'm just going to go to the church and whatever they say, that's what I'm going to go with. No, you need to get into the word of God for yourself. You need to read the word of God. You need to come to a Bible study. You need to uh, have your own time of uh, meditating on the word so that you know what it says. Because sometimes one word can change the whole direction of what God was trying to say. One word. You leave it out or you just add something in or, or, or what have you. And you got to go back and say, you know, um, uh, th that's, that's not quite. I don't think that's quite what it's saying. Okay, and then all you need to do then is just listen a little bit closer next time. And sometimes people can say something and, and they just might be a little bit off on their interpretation of it, but their heart's right. When somebody can get up and preach and they haven't been preaching a long time and uh, they can say something. My brother said when he first got up to preach, he had, he had Jonah on the island of Patmos and had Paul in the whale. <laughs> you know, that's not false teaching. He, just was, he was just nervous. Okay, don't, don't try to crucify somebody when they get up and they make a little mistake or they, or they say a little something. That's different. And you just say, amen, God bless them. And my uncle first started preaching. My grandmother and her sister were sitting on the front row, and they were making so much noise while he was preaching. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, all doing the service. How glory, hallelujah. They were just singing and all in front. And when he got through preaching, he said, Mama, y'all making so much noise, couldn't nobody hear me? She said, we didn't want nobody to hear you. You didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> All right, so sometimes you could be helpful in other ways. <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes um, we're, we're, we don't have an idea of being false, but we have an understanding. And as we grow as believers and even ministers, sometimes uh, we have a better understanding of what God was trying to say in his word as we study a little bit better. And sometimes I can say, you know what? I used to kind of hold this view on this, but a, a false teacher is, uh, usually have a motive of trying to get you to a place because they have something that they're trying to accomplish with it. 
we don't want to be judgmental to try to hold everybody uh, because they might make a mistake or have a view that might, a biblical view that might be different than our biblical view. Because you can have two different views about something doctrinally, but not, but not on the essentials. If he has a view that Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, now we got a problem. If he has a view that you can lose your salvation and you think you can, and you think, no, I can't, I have eternal security, then those are two doctrinal views, and you can go to heaven with both of them. Uh, and, but, and sometimes those views will change when you get a better understanding. All right? Unless you're looking at Sister Miles, and she's going to say, no, don't. you can lose your salvation. No, there ain't no, ain't no two ways about it. Okay? But that's... But, John, in the church, it was, it was that way then and is this way now. God wants you to be a place. You want you to be mature and rooted and grounded and established so you can't be taken off track by every wind and doctrine. The Bible says in the last days, false teachers will come with deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And they're going to be saying that they can do this, that, and the other. And they're already here. But thank God for you. You have good teaching in the house. Amen. Stand on your feet. John says, and now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, you may be confident and unashamed before his coming. You know, we got it right. He gave us his word. His word is truth. And all we have to do is remain in him. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word that teaches us. Uh, that your Holy Spirit resides in us and we have that anointing. God, that help us with the word, that anointing that agrees with your word and agrees with the spirit of truth, that when something is opposed to that truth, you, you give us a, a knowing in our heart and in our spirit because we trust you. God, if we, it's our desire is to live in the spirit of truth and the righteousness of your word and anything that's opposed to that, God, we, you help us right now. Uh, you, you put a question in our heart and in our spirit and uh, a grieving in our heart and in our spirit. And we thank you, mighty God, for that anointing. We thank you that you anoint every person with that anointing that come to you and give their life and their heart to you. We thank you for it and we praise you for it right now. We thank you for this church. We thank you that as we go and we reach others for the cause of Christ, that that anointing that, that resides in us will go forth and speak the word of truth into their hearts, God, that would draw them to yourself. We thank you for it right now. We praise you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray uh, for uh, each, of, each member of this church. God, it is you who have given us the vision to reach others for the cause of Christ, but it is you who gave your son that men and women, boys and girls, may be saved if they look upon him. Father, you said if you would be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. Father, help us to lift you up. Help us, God, to have that as an interest and a priority in our heart in this church, to lift you up. Let this be the year of the great gathering. Right now, people are dying every day. People are falling by the wayside every day. But use us to be gatherers. God, open our eyes so that we can see that the harvest is ripe. And Father, we ask you to send laborers out into your harvest field, and we are your laborers. 
We thank you right now that every member is a minister. Every member is an evangelist. God, let us hear ways that you have touched lives and have changed lives by your supernatural power and anointing right now. Father, you said these signs shall follow them that believe. We'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. God, give us that anointing to lay hands on the sick as we hear their need and their, their call for, for help in their physical bodies and in their spiritual condition. Father, let us lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Let us by that anointing uh, cast out demonic forces that are destroying the lives of people. Help us right now, almighty God, as we speak with tongues and new languages right now. We thank you, Father, that we're the ones that you will use. You have no one else but us. And we thank you, Father, that we are the ones in this generation that you will use. We thank you for it, and we praise you for it. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, almighty God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're here tonight and you came and you have a prayer request. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.